Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit BrumRadio.com. I'm Dave Massey. I have got some studio guests. I'm very excited to have Gary Lindsay Moore back in the studio. And he's brought a guest with him. Uh, he's brought Oren, who is... Uh, you're a model. Fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to come down and chat to us. Um, could you say hello to us and tell us who you are and what you okay, do? Okay, I'm Gary Lindsay Moore and I am a Birmingham photographer and I'm going to be talking about my It's Not Unusual exhibition that is at the Back to Backs Museum in Her Street. Oren, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Um, I'm Afzalusen Orin and I'm a model and I work for um, Carolyn's Moore at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, my pictures came into exhibition back to back in Hart uh, Street. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And it was. And uh, recently we did some photographs. And today also we're going to do some photographs too. Oh, brilliant. And enjoying it. And I love singing uh, as a hobby. And uh, I enjoy modeling. Fantastic, and you're sat in a room full of microphones at the moment, obviously as well. So there's, you, you had the, you said you had the urge to sing yeah. in here. As soon as I see my, <laughs> like you want to sing to them. Yeah. Um, tell me, Gary, a little bit about um, how this project came about, uh, and what was what was the starting point? When did it when okay. did it uh, emerge? Right. Okay. It's a, a bit of a bit of a windy story. Um, it was easily six years ago. I was sitting in the Dark Horse with Patty Bell from the uh, shop Carl and Bell. Um, and the phone went, and it was a phone call from her son Dylan. And he was going, Hey, mom, one of your jackets has appeared on um, the Antiques Roadshow. And it was this tar- lovely tartan bondage jacket um from the late 70s and there was this for a little while there was this buzz about Carl and Bell it seemed to be to all of a sudden back into people's uh, as it's zeitgeist at the time um that was just a one part of it but then um a little while later through a very very random conversation with a lady that you have met Karen Jett, mm-hmm. um she was she was not working at the time because she was recovering from some surgery and I said to her well I'm going down to the rag market cafe on uh, Tuesday afternoon because a group of us old freaks and weirdos met up there at a thing called the Tuesday Club, which was hosted by Patty. Uh, I said, yeah, come along, come and have a cup of tea at the rag market. And she said, oh, I remember Carl and Belle. Uh, I've got a couple of suitcases upstairs in the attic with some original garments. And my immediate thought is, what am I going to do about this knowledge of knowing something that exciting was up a few feet away from my head? Well, um, yeah, they did take a little while to um, come down and present themselves to the world. And there was this nice little variety of original Carnival garments. And some of them had the most wonderful thing, which was the Carnival label, which is very, very important these days, isn't it? Labels. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got to thinking what I'm going to what could I do with them? And my original thought was I'll I'll photograph them just as a record of them existing still. And then, um, well, through the course of uh, the last few years, 
I had a, a near fatal heart attack, so that put me out of action for a little while. But I recovered from that. Then started thinking, I'm going to start taking some pictures soon. And then we had lockdown, so I had a good few other months to actually sit and think about what I was doing. And I started thinking, right, I really, really wanted to um, reference the 80s. I, I couldn't, I couldn't reproduce the 80s, but it was like reference the 80s. With parts of Birmingham, parts of me, parts of lots of other things. So I, I had three or four months of um, sitting thinking about what I was going to do. So I, I started building up plans and getting hold of models, of which Orin was one of the first models that came to this year. Favourite photographer. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, big fan here of each other. Um, so, uh, but Orin came along, um, and it was the first shoot that I did with I did it with Damien, um, and my idea was to um, have the, the the sort of getting ready to go out feeling. So it's not it's not the. I, I realised actually now as I've taken a lot of the a lot of pictures and I'm and I'm taking some more for a second edition of this book um, that there is a narrative and the narrative is is people getting ready to go out. Mm -hmm. It was actually not the destination. It was hanging out with your mates, putting makeup on, getting the clothes that you bought, or the styling that you'd thought about because. Neuromantics really, really did think about their styling quite a lot. It wasn't just a case of banging on a pair of jeans and putting on a T-shirt. It was a lot of thought put into how you looked when you went out because you did not. You wanted to look like part of the part of the scene, but you did not want to be just a face in the crowd. You wanted to be the face in the crowd. Being an individual and standing out was just so important at the time. And I'm going to re reference something that Twiggy says in um, the. Uh, there's a little intro thing, and it's, uh, it's like we at the time didn't know we needed some sort of glamour because we'd come through the 70s, which was grim. Punk had happened, <coughs> and it got this sort of. Um, the it was all about being individual and not being a poser and being authentic. And it, 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 then I think there was a, a culture change and there was this unknown need for glamour and being fabulous. So it was, um, yeah, part of Khan and Bell was that they were ahead of the pack because they lived it. They, I, the more I know about um, Patty and Jane is that they were in the shop, they sold the clothes, they made the clothes, they designed the clothes, but they also went out and they wore the clothes. They lived it. It was 100% genuine, authentic thing. Um, so, yeah, that was what, what was really, really, really important. So I couldn't, refer I couldn't reproduce the 80s, but I wanted to reference the 80s. Mm -hmm. So with all these, and that's, and that's how it came back. So the first shoot was done in my wardrobe which i will admit to being an absolute complete clothes whore um not i, I do like my labels westwood and lacroix you cannot get away from them they are so fantastic um but i do like vintage gear and things like that. so i've got a lot so i've just collected over the years um so yeah the first shoot was done with orion and damien uh, as if they were getting ready to face face the night in their fabulousness and they did that so beautifully. 
I um I I, I know from I'd say, I'd like to say from my own experience, but I was always drunk. Okay. Um, I I know from how people talk about it and and what used to happen in the eighties and the the nineties in general. There would be a little bit of a thing that people didn't particularly feel comfortable maybe dressing up in the house that they lived in, which was oh. the, uh, their parents' house. Yes. And as a result, you would go round to other people's houses to get changed into your going out clothes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you would go in your day-to-day clothes from your yes, house with your, with your bags uh, of, of, of whatever you'd got and you'd go around to someone's house and you'd have maybe two or three hours of, of getting... Two or three hours, if not get, longer. Getting ready. <laughs> and this is what I... Uh, exper- uh, there was, I, I have a, I'd had experiences yeah, of it, yeah. but at the same time, I knew it was always something that would happen and it was generally saturday night was the night to go out but there was other it nights was, there was, was other thursday nights. night at the yeah. powerhouse and i can't remember which was a good night i i i only ever went to the rum runner a couple of times yeah and it's in its dying uh, not dying days in its final days i was actually more london at the time mm-hmm. and actually was one of the things i was very very proud well, sort of, yeah, a bit of self-achievement here. Managed to get into the Blitz with Steve Strange on the door with the mirror saying, would you let yourself in? And I, I, I in the queue to get in there, in my, my sort of cod new romantic style, thinking I'm going to get turned away, I'm going to get... But he's saying, and was this, facing it out. Was yeah. this where they had the little window... Um, no the window so, on the door, uh, the, uh, or I did you have to go and bid your way? I, I've I've been to places that have a little, a little window, window on the door <laughs> that say that when they open it, who do you know? It's, it was, there was a club in Birmingham, um, and it was you. It was such a dodgy old place, and I really really wanted to go. So, and it was just it was. I, I had to. You had to find somebody mm. that was on the inside that you could say. I'd be meeting them there or what have you. So, yeah, I've been, I've been down. But, no, it was Steve Strange on the door looking amazing and he used to hold a hand mirror and um, he would... Some of the people they obviously thought that weren't uh, good enough to get in were turned away in that manner. I, I The only two times I went to the Blitz, I got in. I was very proud of that and still am. So, yeah, it was very, very important. But uh, one of the interesting things you were saying about get, going around to other people's houses to get dressed, one of the things I I, I got involved in, um, I, I wanted to, a few years prior to this, I wanted to make a short film about the existing Gotham punk scene mm-hmm. in Birmingham. It, there are a few interviews knocking around. I don't, I, I don't have access to them now, but there was one person that we interviewed and his parents were so unhappy about him dressing like a bloody girl. Um, so he used to get dressed in phone boxes right. um, yeah, yeah. And, and do his makeup yeah. in a phone box. And I... I, I I love that sort of uh, juxtaposition with Superman. Yeah. But, um, you know, ju- going in as the regular person and then coming out has been so goddamn fabulous. So um, I, I love that aspect. I, I, I've got a few 
more um, garments that I've located through social media. Um, and I may have a go at doing something like that. If I can find a red phone box somewhere <laughs> in Birmingham. I know, I know there's a couple of phone boxes nearby the... Um, town hall but they don't have doors on them and i, I want you something with the door so you could so you can then you, you could have do the creak of you the could door. do the reveal <laughs> it's all it's about the reveal yeah. it's, uh, but yeah it's it would i totally with you on yeah. that so the the actual experience of getting ready to go out was actually part of the night out and um there is a film um, done is it by the BFI, and it's all about the '80s club culture, of which there is going to be an exhibition by, um, well, my ex is what uh, is one of the curators, and they go into the name of Duovision, and they're going to talk about the '80s club culture, and the amazing Scarlet Cannon says in this film called, and I'm sure it's called Tramps Like Us, or is it The Tramps, or, but it, it references them, them living in squats. And she was saying, you you didn't take the day off of work after you went clubbing. You took the day off yeah. before to get ready to yeah. go clubbing. You went, you partied hard, and just whatever happened the next day, you got through it. I've been there. That's, how, <laughs> that's, that, that's how I knew I'd reached an age. It is, yeah. When you have to take the day off after so if you're going to like... You realise you've become old. If, you take in, <laughs> if you're doing the days at Birmingham Pride and you take the day off after Pride and you're having to take the day off after because Pride... Because your feet are that's sore how you, and your head's sore. That's how you like know, that. whereas uh, in, in the 20s it would be taking the day off before to yes. go... You know, you'd be like, right, I'm prepping for... I'm, I'm taking the, the Thursday off to go out on the Thursday night ready for the Friday. It didn't even begin till the Saturday. Indeed. And you'd, by the Sunday... Um, you were just like bouncing off the walls. And then on the Monday, you'd start to feel really, I'd feel really rotten on the Monday. And then going back to the real world on Tuesday, I'd be okay. But you do, you oh, get I've to that. Done, I've done nights out where <laughs> I've, I've, I've partied until four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, then gone home and think, oh, I need to be up in an hour and a half. What am I going to do? <laughs> so you do your vacuuming and your ironing. And then you go to work and then you just battle through the day. I've done that. So that was the, what's the point in now going to sleep? Exactly. At moment? Cause exactly. Because then you yes. go through the logic, that's going to make me even more tired. That groggy feeling so, is no yeah. good for anybody. Absolutely. Quite agree with you there. Um, so one of the things I was going to ask you about is um, you were going down to her street in, in, that, uh, in the 80s yes. at, at points. Oh, Tell me a little right. bit more about Her's, that experience. Her Street, 1977, VS 2023, worlds apart. Yeah. It was, I I would say, I never for a long time went past what, well, what, it was the hosteria, um, just just down from Carn and Bell. I never, ever went past there. It just looked so grim. And just just before we were recording, we were talking about the underpass yeah. that you went went from the back of um, back of New Street or the well, in my case, the bus station. That's yeah. where I, I got off the bus. The Birmingham the Birmingham coach station or the uh, the, the Birmingham Midland, it was bus, the Midland, Midland, Midland Red, Red bus yeah. station, which is um, now under well yeah underneath. 
was it? It's still, Tem- uh, Dudley, yeah, it's still by, there. by Dudley Street. It is. Yes. So yes. there's, um, there's yeah, remnants of it. Yes. There. Yeah. I, I've spent many nights in there waiting for the first bus home back to Tamworth. Um, anyway, yeah, you come out of there, and then to get to Her Street, you had to go underneath this underpass, which yeah. I have described it as post-zombie, apocalyptic, <laughs> film set chic. It was dirty, grimy, badly lit. It, it had this uneasy vibe to it. So, um, yeah, you had, to, you had to walk through, walk under that to get to Her Street, and then going down... So you, you had the Hippodrome on your right and then um, just almost, well, opposite the, the back-to-backs, which wasn't there then because I, th- I believe it was a news agent at that time. Mm-hmm. You got Carn and Bell and then a little bit further. There was Rebel Rebel Records, I think I'm right, which was the home of the Duran Duran fan club. And then a little bit further down was Hosteria. The rest of it, I had no interest in going down because it looked way too dangerous mm-hmm. for the likes of me. And when I was... When my my dad used to moonlight in Digbeth yeah. in this area, okay. but he would deliver random things from Digbeth around the country. So I would come into this this area, yeah. and we would have to go through that area and around that area to yeah. get here. And it just had, um, like it's always evolving. It's still evolving. Oh, her street—it's so massively, yeah. massively evolving. Um, but there, there is a history to her street which. Um, I think still needs to be explored, and I and through the exhibition, I've 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 just made connections with some mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic people, and I'm, I'm one of the main people I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to reference is Carol May. Um, she's she loaned me some further clothes to to shoot, which have been absolutely brilliant. I'm going to say Rob Cooper, who gave them to her um, for her to loan to me. It was you know, I mean, he's a super nice guy. Um, so yeah, and also through that, I've met this character called Whiskers, and Mr. Whiskers has got a lot of stories about mm-hmm. her street, and they go right back to the seventies. Um, yeah. It, Given the opportunity, you should listen to this guy speak. I, I mean, I I never knew that there was a sequin factory in her street, and it's kind of a little bit obvious that yeah, there was theatre hire, yeah, theatre hire clothes down there, and it was that there was a um, a small tailoring industry in yes. Birmingham, which as you know, I, I, I never knew. Other than is it George George Sanders? Or yeah. George Sanders? yeah, it's uh, we've got one name, but there's actually I'm, I'm sure there is absolutely more to be explored about that aspect of her street because we it, it, for queer culture it is a little bit of a an essential part of our lives or um, and or featured a lot in my life. Um, so yeah, I think the, the history of it is prior to it being the gay village there was it wasn't always a gay village um it was a a thriving culture but of something else which is really fascinating i was always aware that there were gay bars down there yes i was always uh aware that how naughty that was it, to be in even walking down the street in that area. It would, there would be a certain sort of kudos. Yeah, uh, not it's not kudos. Yeah, um, 
you were in the wrong part of town, yeah. mate, if you were in, in her street. It was only in the last... F- like, since I've been here at Brum Radio, in the time that I've been here, I walked down her street and I walked past the village you're missing and I heard someone say... Um, don't people know what area they're in <laughs> about, about me <laughs> and I was like this is my area this is my street yeah. I have been sick in this street I've had uh, I've had arguments in heated arguments in the street I've been thrown into the street and I have fallen out of this street this is you're quite badly behaved, I, really. I, I, wa- I, wa- <laughs> I was quite badly behaved. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm. You've mellowed. I've had to because now that I'm in the um, lovely and it's a real privilege. I always say it's a privileged situation of of going to do things in the city sure. where people do give you alcohol, and that is the thing you have to be terribly careful about. Is they give you the alcohol and they do not ask for the money for the alcohol. It's a different culture is it not? and you cannot afford i cannot afford to have more than two glasses of no, any, I... anything on a because it's about uh, uh presenting who i am now yeah and being who i am now and that person i am now cannot be the person that i was in the 90s on broad street or in the the in, in the noughties um, at snobs or well, I can honestly say <laughs> I've never ever been anything like any of those people <laughs> never ever in a building you know been dragged out of subway at 6 o'clock <laughs> in the morning um, held up by your arms bleeding from every orifice because the music was so good and you partied so hard <laughs> you know nights out like that Wonder, wondering how the police got there <laughs> And wondering why they're chatting to you in Indeed. the street and whether you saw the thing that they're asking about and whether you could understand what they're saying uh, because it's very late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very aware of that situation. I'm very aware that there's that journey within me. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I but see uh, that I th- journey. I think, um, I th- yeah, there was a hysteria and I think it was, well, missing was, uh, yeah, I was, in, I was in her street in the, the late, 80s and I think yeah. Missing was known as the Australian bar mm-hmm. and there was I think was it the, the swan that was the swan at the end and yeah. then there was the nightingale just tucked round so there wasn't it certainly wasn't the um, quantity of um, gay bars mm-hmm. that there were so there was just these odd little spots and um, again refer uh, Twiggy appears in a really, really good film about Dorothy Towers yes, called yeah. Dorothy Towers. Have you seen it? I have not. It's I so good. It. it is really good. I can't remember the director's name, yeah. but absolute kudos to the man because he's done a beautiful job. Um, and it, yeah, it, it, I was thinking, oh, they're going to just do it on digital and make it look 80s film, but he actually shot it on 80s film. And his commitment to that to getting the the vibe right with the right sort of film brilliant it's got some brilliant people um twiggy i've known twiggy well everybody knows twiggy but twiggy is um such a great person to listen to and he was um yeah talking about that um you had to, you you had to know where to go. You knew 
you found out from people that you knew. So finding your tribe was really, yeah. really important. And it was, uh, and uh, that was a little bit of a message that I was, I, I referred to. I'm, refer, I'd say, referring to with Patty is when I first met her as a teenager. I was this moody. 16 17 year old from tamworth and if anybody's been knows what tamworth is like you may as well be living on another planet and if you're a type of person like myself that wants a little bit something a little bit different and a little bit more exotic and what have you going to Carn and bell was a, a bit of a, a gateway for me realizing there was something out there other than the youth club in Tamworth, mm-hmm. there was another life that I would potentially enjoy. And I, it was yeah, a, 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 like a gateway moment for me, meeting Patty, those times. And it was the briefest of conversations. And it, and it, it was nothing deep and meaningful. It, it was literally, hello, how are you? Or something like that. It just, I remember being in her presence and then being in Carn and Bell, which was this little shop that was black walls and there was things all over it. There was there were clothes hanging up and there was flyers and there was posters and it was, it was like, oh, hang on, there's a name of a place that had a band that sounded like like I might like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was like, oh, all of a sudden, a lot of sort of dots had connected. So that was, um, yeah, the, the find your tribe aspect um, for me, which has been really, really important to, uh, 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 about finding my identity as a teenager. So, yes. Fantastic. Random. That's brilliant. First streets. Yes. Crazy place. Orin, <laughs> can you uh, tell me a little bit about your experience doing this photo shoot and what the clothes were like and uh, how, how did that go? Oh, well, uh, first of all, I really, really enjoyed it. And the clothes was like different design up. Uh, the, well, actually, the first one, we, we, we painted Carnabelle on your chest. And um, we, yeah, we uh, yeah, put a, like, a, like a lace mask on your face. Mm-hmm. And then later on, uh, yeah, you wore um, a, a garment which um, to have been loaned by said by you know, the person that owned it, which was uh, Gay John, who a, a massive, a massively important person on the alternative queer scene, right from the seventies. And uh, tragically, he's recently died. Wow. But what what a wonderful mm-hmm. person he was. He was inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, Super stylish, incredibly funny, so friendly. Uh, Yeah, just he was a really, really great guy. And he loaned me a feather jacket, and you wore the feather jackets, and you looked fantastic in it, didn't you? Had you you tried clothes on like this before? No. This is the first time you're trying these sorts of things. How did it make you feel? Oh, make me feel like special. Yeah, like uh, uh, because. It's a when you're doing a, a modelling project, um, you you get given what you what you are given to try on, and then you're you're having to wear it. Um, but it's not naturally what you would try on. So what what were the differences? What did you feel? Well, uh, it's 
uh, it's totally different and very unique and uh, really uncommon and dress up and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I always when I first met Gary because I seen his work. Yes. Because he's doing something different and a little bit like really different something like uh, uh the when he do it. And I was say I love his work and everything. And I said, you know, well, I'm going to do some work because I do normally when I do modeling mm-hmm. in my past, these these are like formal clothes, casual yes. and Sherwani wedding yeah. and these. Uh, and his work is is all about like something really um, very unique and mm-hmm. very uh, unusual. And uh, some sometimes it's a little bit weird. Who so <laughs> have tasted everything, and yeah. I said it's nice because nobody do it like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a like picture, like a like a normal, common, nice looking, and everything. But like a little bit of different in it. And when I did this work and seen the designer clothes, and when he did he did makeup, and also there was. Other friends and colleagues they also help with it, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's a it's a real kind of well, you know, you've mm-hmm. had the experience. It is yeah. a bit of a it is a bit of a team effort, and um, obviously can't do it on my own. Yeah, Karen was there, but and Kat, yeah, say so it's it's part of. I like to think there's this little family that I've I've built up, and there's. And and, th- and this project was more, say, the tribe. Yeah. I, um, I do call my studio Bad Wonderland through um, through an exhibition that I did oh, about five six years ago. Um, so they've un- unwittingly become part of the Bad Wonder uh, well House of Bad Wonderland, and I like I like that um, that we're all kind of in it together. Um, and I, I, one of the things when I was looking at people, I wanted people that had um, an individuality or something very, very special that they could bring to it. And come on, you're looking at Orin here. How handsome is this man? Well, and you and are, he's well, very you happy are, as well. Uh, <laughs> look, because he's he's listening to the flattery now, and it makes him smile. It's, you've got such a big smile when you're doing it as well. Because uh, when I work, start as soon as I started working with Gary, and uh, all the time we did something different. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when, when we first started, you you wanted a big mirror to look at yourself, but unfortunately, I didn't have a big mirror for you to look at. So you, and it's one of those things. Orin's very, very good at taking direction, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I in later life have actually started modelling myself, and I thought I. I kind of knew a few things, but I've learned things from Orin that I've taken to to modelling. So it's actually it's been a, it's a good process for both of us. And it's a the picture the 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 picture that got used in the exhibition is that it is it's you uh, in the feather jacket with a pair of gold swimming trunks um, with. Um, crystals on your face mm-hmm. and it was and what it was it was I, I, I 
and I must admit, I have actually done this myself, is when I've gone out to a club, had a little bit of a disco nap in one of the toilets. Because um, if you've been partying hard... <laughs> they will, as soon as they find you, they throw you out. Well, exactly, you do, yeah, but you, you have to talk you, your way back in. If you get about 10 minutes in, you can get yourself going for another couple of hours. Bit more energy. So the, 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 the solo... Because the, you appear... Is there a picture of you and I can't remember what they actually show, but definitely the two there's two pictures of you, kind of um, a little bit sleepy on on a on a sofa. It's like you've got ready, you've had a few drinks and things like that, and you're just having that sort of disco now. Yeah. To give you that bit of energy to go through, because as I say, there there is a narrative. And it's more apparent in when the the second book does actually come out is there is a narrative of going out, getting ready, going out, and getting there. And it, it's it's it, it's not about the final destination. Mm-hmm. And it was say it's about this being together, having cocktails in your house before you go because you didn't want to spend a load of money on drink when you get out, so you go out drunk. Um, things like. <laughs> Pre- it's pre- old, pre- old, 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 old clubbing habits here. Yeah. So it's a great pre-loading. Fun. You got lots of concepts like the making and the F. But yeah, it was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I'm. If you can put a story into a picture, me personally, I think you, if you can, you should. And a lot of the pictures in the book. There's some uh, I've I've written bigger explanations about a couple of them because there there is a couple of pictures that have got a lot of me me person my personal journey mm-hmm. as um, a teenager a teenager a punk and a photographer and going through the creative creative life so uh, there's things that influence me and there's a couple of references to things that. Um, Patty and I bonded over because we both have a massive um, love of the film Blade Runner, which mm-hmm. you, you can see definite influences in in her in her work over that. So um, yeah, Pat, one of the nice things that Dylan told me he said that in in uh, Patty's Patty's flat there was only ever one VHS, and it was Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. There was one film. How many times did Patty, Patty watch that um, film and, and absorb it? I, I do. I do the same. I can if I can flick it on now. I can. I can still absorb um, pictures and images, and I, I've referenced things from Blade Runner a lot of times in a lot of my pictures. But it's yeah. It's all. And I say it's putting my own personal story mm-hmm. into it. But it's, it was nice, and it's, it was very, very, for me, say, Orin was, say, part of this Bad Wonderland team, and the, all these people that came along had all got sort of a unique aspect about about them um, that I wanted to reflect. And, it, um, and yeah, come on. We've well, got to, talk, we've, we've, we've got to talk. Tell me, he's really helpful. <laughs> tell me what to do, what to know, and everything. Well, it's the best time, and we bring some really good work. Well, this is the thing: is just even moving your chin. Uh, this was what I was we- weird me out. Moving your chin just a tiny bit, or moving your arm a tiny bit, yes, can create such different uh, feedback to people yes. about who you are as a uh, as the as the model. Yeah. And I would never, yeah, I'd never know that. I'd never understood that. And even when we were doing it, I was still like, I don't know what I'm, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing it. 
<coughs> I'm doing it with a trust. I'm doing it with a trust. But trust I don't, me, I know I, what I'm doing. But I, don't, <laughs> but I don't know why. I just know that I, I know that it's generating out the the shot. I know it's generating out the movement. Um, and, and that's really fascinating for me to see because you then have a bringing that experience of doing that and why just moving tiny bit and then a tiny bit and a tiny bit and I'm moving my face as I actually do this. So I'm not... Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, so you probably... The, they can probably hear the audio. Yeah. They can probably hear that my voice is getting louder or going quieter just from moving that tiny amount. But it's that kind of thing that makes the difference between a, a great shot and a perfect shot. And... I, it is. It is. It Shocking. is the smallest thing yeah. that sometimes can elevate a picture from mundane to excite to, to like an exciting yeah. thing. And it's, it's sometimes it is just like a little bit of a movement on an eye, moving your chin, just yeah. so, so the light just catches it, or it just gives that subtlety. Um, yeah, it's. But so the fundamental thing about say, photography is we have two eyes, cameras. Just the one. Cameras that just have the one. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing in three dimensions and VS what a photographer is seeing. So it's 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 the photographer to translate the three dimensionless into a, a and also is what you see is entirely different to what I see. Yeah, and I, I must admit, I've, I it sometimes you find like just going on on tiptoes will give you that shot yes or yeah, going yeah. you know lying on the floor looking yeah. upwards or getting yourself into i, I mean i've, I've I, one of uh, a picture i did for a bride and groom when they were having a test the the best place to actually shoot this test shot was in this small toilet where the bride was sitting on the groom's knee and i was pushed so far back into a corner if i could have pushed myself into the wall i would have done it. so it's yeah it's just it, sometimes it is that smallest inflection that can change absolutely everything and it's i as i i've learned things from maureen but the thing is is say he's a quality model because he does listen to what you're saying so Blush, blush, blush. he knows so but that's fantastic to be told that and that must be really wonderful feedback as well also, it does, <laughs> does give more confidence and motivation and uh, positive power, yep. energy, and um, I'll look forward to do more. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's working working together and and learning things about. Uh, say, I, uh, when I'm photographed by other photographers, I notice there's some photographers that are that just assume that you absolutely know everything to do with modelling, and they're oh yeah, yeah, you you know you'll have some stock looks like blue steel or magnum it's like come on there's so much more to it than that but it's the photographers that communicate with you um my portfolio has been recently updated by a couple of guys uh they were absolutely brilliant they were really good and it was and it, they say a lot of the things that they did um just communicating with me and um and it's say that that's more they, they actually had me twisting into some quite awkward positions just to get a really good jawline mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's it's it is it's the it's the detail it's the small things and it's also um getting the connection not everybody not everybody can connect through themselves through a camera to the end user 
and that's what I that's what I I think that's what I feel the models that I use did that and they brought their own individuality and there certainly was quite a cross section because of, uh, having Twiggy which was a real coup to to get Twig and the fact that uh, Twig was a uh, Saturday boy and status that Twiggy has in Birmingham mm -hmm. um, and there was Miz who's um, she does she's my tattooist but she's the right sort of person Damien if you ever meet Damien what a cool guy um, he, he's like a chameleon absolute chameleon I, I I photographed him as like a yakuza gangster and then he's, we done him as a wizard and then but then say this he brought this just beautiful androgynous beauty to the pictures very, very, and uh yeah the one that's used for the poster that the look that the the, the position yeah is all very strutty, very 80s, showing us off and everything like that. Big hair, lots of jewellery, lots of makeup. Bit well, of excess. That's fantastic. Um, I haven't come down to this exhibition yet. What? I feel like I should be coming down to it. You should be. As soon as possible. Yes. Uh, I can, I'll be able to go to Her Street to the Back to Backs. Yes. National Trust. Um, you go into the second-hand bookstore, which yes, is in the entrance. That's right. Yes. And then you go to the. You tell them <laughs> that you're going upstairs. Yes. And you say, "Can I come and see the exhibition?" That's you right. then go into the corner, uh, and there's some slightly twisty stairs. I say twisty. Uh, there. Slightly twisty. Uh, mountain goats. Was yeah. Like a challenge. So don't probably wear your biggest heels, but some nice <laughs> heels. And so. you go in there, and then up the stairs, and it's across uh, on the next floor. It's on the the top floor. There's three rooms. Um, and it goes, yeah, goes through into three rooms, of which so the centre room is the bulk of the uh, the pictures. Mm -hmm. The the, uh, the lead room there's there is a very very nice little introductory introduction video um, which. I'm very, very proud of, and I, I love the fact that we, you know, Karen contributed, and Dylan, and uh, we have the voice of Twiggy. Um, Brilliant. And yeah, it goes so it goes through to the introduction into the, the 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 main choice of pictures, and then through to some actual original garments mm -hmm. that were well, say the the, the tartan bondage jacket and the feather jacket, and then there's some other. Um, accessories that were loaned by Rob Cooper via Carol May. Fantastic. So, yeah. I, I, as I say, I'm looking forward to going to see it's this. Free. And and it's free. It is free, it's yes. It's free, yes. It's on tour currently till the 22nd of December. You can find out the details at National... Here's the website. This is the really long website. I went over two website. lines. Nationaltrust.org.uk. Uh, then click Birmingham back-to-backs forward slash exhibition. So it'll take you to the exhibition page because I did. You can just Google it and it will yeah, come yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, nationaltrust.org.uk. Go to back to backs and then click exhibition. It will be on there as well. Uh, you can find Gary Lindsay Moore photography.co.uk is where you are at. That's me. That's brilliant. And, um, and one other thing, one, one uh, Isabel um, and I have thought it was a really would be a really really nice idea, idea especially in this media. Um, age of social media mm -hmm. is if there are people that have any memories or experiences oh, yes. from Carn and Bell or Patty Bell or Jane Carn or anything like that, if they want to send a short video to Isabel.grove at National Trust org is it org.uk? I think it is uh, dot org.uk. Dot org.uk. Yeah, so it's Isabel Isabel Grove 
at nationaltrust.org.uk yep. a short video in landscape of your experiences so that they can pop it onto um, their social media. And one of the most interesting things um, of the exhibition is some of the, some of the things that have been loaned to the exhibition. Um, and Dylan had the original notice board that was was in the shop um, until yeah, it was a compulsory purchase. The reason why that Carnival closed down, but there was this notice board with all um, photo booth pictures of customers and other famous people. And there's an amazing shot of uh, Jordan Mooney, and it's like, wow, Jordan Mooney was in Birmingham. I was like, yes. So um, yeah, that was. That, back in the day, was the equivalent of Facebook. Mm -hmm. It was a pin board in Carnival. Bell. So, yeah, share your experiences. Just pop along. Nothing, you know, nothing too lengthy or, or uh, what have you. But if you've got any pictures as well, maybe send them on. Because we so gradually finding pictures of people that wore the clothes that went out and so hearing their stories. And, it's, it's, oh, and, and since the launch... I've had some of the most amazing conversations with people about their experiences and about the time that that era. Um, yeah, it's been absolutely an amazing journey, and adding so much, uh, as I say, content to this second edition that I keep talking about, which hasn't been finished, but it will be finished. It will be there at some point. <laughs> so. Thank you so much for coming in today Pleasure. to chat to us about this. Um, uh, wonderful to have you in the studio again. Uh, and <laughs> it is, and it's not very often we do get people. To, I get people in from our show, so uh, I, even just being able to show off this space yeah. is just lovely to to get you down for that experience. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.